0: Hello, Devs. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back for another episode. Got a little bonus for you. Um, if you guys don't remember Sean Allen, Sean Allen was on um, Coding Life. He did an episode entitled, Are You Too Old to Learn How to Code? Uh, phenomenal episode. If you haven't checked it out, please go check that out. So, uh, return the favor, Sean had me on his podcast, and so I'm going to play that interview uh, for you guys from here. I'm uh, here. So, please check out his podcast. I'm going to try to link it in the uh, show notes here, but I've been having some issues with linking from any links. So, if you can't wait until I figure that out, um, check out Sean's podcast. It's iOS um, Dev Discussions. Um, There's iOS Dev Discussions. So, check that out and enjoy.
1: What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to iOS Dev Discussions. And today we got another episode of Origin Stories. This is a show where I talk to another developer and just hear all about how they got into coding, how they learned, how they got their first job, or, you know, all that good stuff. I'm always fascinated by that story. And in today's episode, we have Marlon Avery. He is a manager of the Talent Path uh, at Treehouse, a little website you may have heard of. You've probably done a tutorial or two from that site, but anyway, we get into his journey about how he created his first uh, sneaker app, and he designed it in—wait uh, for it—Microsoft Paint. Marlon, what are you thinking? Anyway, we get into all that whole story. We'll talk about how he went to a boot camp, and then after the boot camp, this is this is my favorite part of his story about how he was documenting his uh, 100 days of code. If you've heard of that hashtag, he was documenting that on Instagram and just sharing his journey. You know the right people saw that. That eventually led to him building a relationship with the uh, CEO of Treehouse, Ryan Carson, and that you know leads to him being a manager at Talent Path now. Again at Treehouse, where he helps uh, women and people of color get placed into tech companies like Mailchimp, Nike, etc. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation because. Marlon and I have a pre-existing relationship. I was on his podcast and, uh, you know, he and I have been uh, building a relationship uh, networking since. So uh, it was fun to talk to somebody who I already knew. And with that really long introduction out of the way, let's do this. let's just jump into this uh marlon thank you so much for joining the show
0: hey man glad to be here man really glad to appreciate you having me
1: yeah yeah no worries so before we dive in um let's introduce the audience to kind of who you are and you know what you're doing now at treehouse and some of the content you're putting out
0: sure man i uh so yeah my name is marlon avery i'm here out of atlanta uh software engineer um because i'm based off atlanta i work for treehouse now i am uh, one of the talent path managers uh, so TalentPath, it's a, uh, first of its time, it's a pipeline where they train diverse people how to be software engineers and place them into apprenticeships at the end.
1: Nice. And is it, so you're working with like specific companies, right? That, uh, you know, you place the engineers and after they graduate, do they automatically get placed or do they have to, I'm assuming they have to pass, right?
0: Right. So yeah, they have to pass. Um, so yeah, they have to pass. And uh, once they pass, um, and if it's, uh, we haven't, <laughs> haven't particularly rented this issue yet, but long as there's enough spots to fill, um, then yes, they, they, they do get placed. So they get placed in a three to six month apprenticeship, depending on the company. Um, and then once the apprenticeship is complete, um, then the, they go in, they obviously have to perform um, and show up and show on time. Um, once that happens, they're more likely they get transitioned into a full-time uh, software developer.
1: Nice. Well, we'll get, we'll get back to Talent Path later. That's later in this show. Uh, I wanted to start off by saying I was really excited uh, to have you on, Marlon, because everyone that I've had on before it was the first time I'd ever talked to them. You know, sure we'd interacted on Twitter or comments, but we had never actually spoken face to face. But you and I have a bit of a relationship. You know, I well, that sounded weird. You and I have spoken a lot before. <laughs> right? But uh, I was on so so way back. I don't even know when it was. Uh, Marlon invited me onto his podcast, so we did that. That's when we first met. Uh, and then since then, you know, we've been kind of slowly networking and building that relationship over time uh, to the point where we you know, we call each other and discuss, you know, what we're doing with our content creation. Uh, all that stuff and we actually just just got off an hour long phone call before this podcast so that's pretty cool
0: yeah uh so yeah content creation uh social stuff gary v nba uh, trash talk <laughs> <Good> rap, <yep. laughs> all the above
1: Lakers missing the playoffs, you know, all, all that kind of stuff, you know. Okay. <laughs> how usual. much longer we got on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And podcast is over. We're done. We're done here. Um, so I always like to start off with like my favorite origin story. And that is, how did you discover me? Like, how did this relationship start, I guess?
0: Yeah. So I was on YouTube. Um, I, I discovered you on YouTube. And I was at the time I was looking to become an iOS developer. And so I don't remember exactly what I typed in, but I probably typed in something. You know how to become an iOS developer and it how, was, how to grow uh, a beard i think that's what it was <laughs> right <laughs> and so i uh looked at a couple different videos and i think yours popped up and the reason i even clicked on yours because i you know you had on some type of nba shirt uh so i think it was probably you know you you had on some you know nba team and i yep i think i found my guy like <laughs> right right <laughs> um and so from there, I just started to uh, kind of watch some things. And so I think what really resonated with me is that, you know, you know, you didn't have the typical journey or, you know, the assumed journey of starting when you've been coding since you was like 12 years old or something. You know, you started in your early 30s. And so immediately then, uh, that resonated with me because I had a definitely a similar journey. journey.
1: Well, let's good segue. you you do this for a living, don't you, right? You're <laughs> you've done a few <laughs> podcasts before. Uh, so let, let's just segue right into this origin story here. Um, let's back up to like when you first, like, you know, I always call it caught the coding bug. Like when did you first type your first line of code or what even made you think that this was something you wanted to do?
0: Uh, the thinking part li- literally took years to be honest. Uh, I what's really funny. This is going to sound so weird. I knew at a very young age, I wanted to be an engineer.
1: Mm-hmm. A, a specifically a software engineer or just any engineer of, you know, some type?
0: No, it was just, I knew some type of engineer because mm-hmm. I, I, I love the concept of building and, you know, and problem solving even before I knew fully what those things meant. Um, So I knew I wanted to be some type of engineer. Um, Now, believing that I could do so, uh, that took more than a decade. Um, And so the uh the whole journey uh the whole journey pretty much started off when uh I was building I hadn't had an idea for an app and so it was, a, it was a sneaker app where I wanted to showcase the way my my collection and uh, other people's collection on my phone and so initially there wasn't anything like that out and so I was like ah uh, maybe I should do it so real quick, let's
1: let's let's put the time frame because I'm curious. You mentioned you thought about it from actually doing it. Was there was like a decade in between? Was there a lot of like start and stops? Um, or talking about the sneaker app, was this the first time you ever actually gave it a real try? Uh,
0: this uh, so watch this. This is the first time I gave it a real thought. Mm, okay. Um, and so the, the, when I the, the sneaker app idea was in 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2012. And so, you know, at the time, I had the luxury of, like, it was only probably like 10 other sneaker apps, and, you know, none of them doing what I was doing. And so, right. um, at the luxury of, like, studying those apps and to kind of figure out, I, I used to literally read through every comment or every review um, yeah, yeah. those apps had. Like, you can't do it now. Anyway. Um,
1: <laughs> do, do you remember what, like, what year we're talking? I just like to set time frames here. Yeah, this...
0: 2012. 2012.
1: Okay, so pretty far yeah. back now.
0: Yeah, so 2012. Um, and so I started to kind of like really try to figure it out without, well, like how to make an app. And so at the time, only thing I knew how to do with apps was download them. Right. You know, so this is, it wasn't like I was going in school for a CS degree, like anything. I was in college, but I was in, sc- in college for a, uh, I was studying math because they didn't have a CS department. And so that was like the closest thing I could find. Um, and so. I was like, um, I was like, yeah, maybe I should do it, you know. And so I started like, I'm very visual, so I got to see it before I see it. I literally designed the first screens of the app in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> How would they look? <laughs> oh my god, I still have them. They're a they're. They should be burned. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. I literally designed the first screens in Microsoft Paint. I mean, because that's the only thing I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I met a guy who worked for Google. He was like, hey, what did, you know, design this in? And I was like, uh, Microsoft Paint. He's like, yeah, don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you got to learn Photoshop, you know, because there was, um, there wasn't anything else at the time. It was just Photoshop. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I was like, all right. So I started learning Photoshop. And so I put it, I was putting together a lot of the screens and everything, how it will look and everything, start to do like UI before I even understand what UI was. Um, and so then it came to the point where it's like, okay, cool. Now, how do you put all this together? So, right. you know, I started to like, kind of ask around and everything. And so they was like, okay, I had a mentor. She was like, hey, you got to learn code. You know, you got to learn code. I'm like, okay, cool. So literally I looked up, you know, basically learning coding and the imposter syndrome hit me before I even started. <laughs> so, so r- real quick,
1: this this sneaker app. I'm assuming it was featuring like you know like Payless shoes, Skechers, like those kind of sneakers, right?
0: When does this podcast end again? <laughs> 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 no, it was. Uh... Sneakers, Air Jordans, Nikes, LeBrons—you know, kind of like the uh, the high-end athletics. Um, was
1: it? Um, I'm curious. Was it like kind of one of those? Because when I think of these sneakers apps, I think of you know people camping out for you know days and getting the sneakers and then reselling them. Was it a reselling app or was it just a place to showcase your collection?
0: So initially, started off just showcasing your collection, um, mm-hmm. and that was the whole that was the whole aspect of it. Um, and so started started doing that. And so like she told me, she was like, "Hey, you got to learn how to code," and it, I was just like. I looked at it and I started to, like, you know, and just being quite frankly, I didn't see anybody like me that, that that was doing it, so I just shied right. away. And so I just literally just dove into the UI, because <laughs> that was just much, it was like, a, no, no offense, but it was a lot easier for me to, you know, figure out. And so I stayed with that route and basically into the point where I spent at this time, I probably spent over 70 grand on developers it took off wow <laughs> it's,
1: it's not a it's not a cheap uh, you know sum of money there
0: all right it was uh it was a expen- expensive learning experience yeah uh, yeah and this is before yeah.
1: you tried to code yourself and then after 70k you're like yeah i should probably learn this
0: right so i started to like dabble into it uh at the time it was a object to it wasn't any swift or anything out yet and so then swift came out like literally like a year or two after and i was like mm-hmm. okay yeah I got something there. I can I can start the learning there. Um ba- backing still, up real quick to this sorry to interrupt. The um yeah.
1: I'm thinking of this 2012 time frame when you started like googling how to build apps and stuff. Do you remember like what resources were out there? Like obviously like I think Swift really brought this explosion of like online content to learn from. But do you remember what was out there pre-Swift?
0: The first thing I saw when I when I googled how to learn code was uh, MIT had uh their version of Scratch. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It was the first version of Scratch. They literally launched it probably, like, a month before I found it. Real,
1: real quick, um, um, to clarify what Scratch is, it's like the puzzle pieces thing, right?
0: Right. So, yeah, it was the first version of Scratch. And I was even struggling with that. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, man, like, you know, and this was, this was this, first of all, this wasn't even doing anything, like, for the app. This is just kind of learning to understand it, the concepts. And so number one i backed away because of the process syndrome number two i backed away because i thought it was gonna take too long to learn
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know and i was like dude i gotta get this out like i, I gotta get this out like i get gotta get this done like I, I i don't have time to you know the 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 arrogant part in me i don't have time to learn this like right you know and so um i think are you, the- are you pissed off at your former self
1: right now because like if you had you been starting learning like way back then uh, you'd be a lot farther along right
0: Oh, dude, it it'd be a whole different ballpark. But but if I just like, you know, got past that hurdle, um, but okay, here's the now. Here's the big thing too. I think the big reason, uh, and it's 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 still my responsibilities and it's still on stuff. But I think a big, uh, hurdle of it is that there was not one person around me that was doing anything remotely close.
1: When you say around you, like just like in your in your environment, like who you hung out with or who you saw, or is that family,
0: what you family, friends, neighbors, coworkers, uh, classmates, right? Nobody, right. yeah. And, and where and are you so, living at
1: this time? Just again, set context. You know, you're not you're not in Silicon Valley,
0: obviously, right? No, no, no. So at this time, I, this sounds in South Florida. Okay. Yeah, this sounds in South Florida, and so that's what kind of like that's what kind of alerted me that i had to move like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know, i had to get around some more people uh, that, that did this and so yeah
1: it's like we talked about and i, I want to share this with the audience as well It's like we talked about earlier uh you know on our call before just how your environment is so important and, and kind of like marlon's just saying if you know nobody around you is interested in this sort of thing nobody's doing it there's no meetups uh you know it might be time to relocate if you really want to do this
0: yeah and it's, it's and what, what i think what's interesting too is that it's if you're in you if you're in the us it's becoming a little bit easier now you know there's still definitely like dark spots in this country where you yeah. just can't find a meetup or anything like that um you know but if it's if you're international man it's just tough like it's it's really tough uh but yeah if you're if you're in the us you know you might have to drive two hours you know right twice a month or something like that uh you know but it, it's because it's, it's i'll tell you this it's 10 times better than what it was in 2012. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I started
1: my learning journey basically with the launch of Swift. So, like I said, Swift had this explosion in content, you know, to learn. But it was still very, you know, in its early, early stages. So, it wasn't fully fleshed out. Um, but right. to your point, I can't even imagine what it was before that kind of explosion.
0: Yeah, bro. It was, man, it it was, 2012 was, it was pretty, like, it, it, I literally struggled to, just a lot of things as far as like how to learn how to code like on the internet Mm -hmm. which is this is which is kind of remarkable to say even now um and so um but yeah i just kind of start to kind of like keep going and keep learning and mostly was like the ui of it um Mm -hmm. so so finally i came across a a good friend of mine who works with google um you know he said yeah i definitely can help you out let's build it you know let's uh, set some things up and so um you know we start to build it and so things um as it's supposed to start to go wrong. Mhm. You know, bugs start to appear, this didn't work, you know, that didn't work. Like that's just going to happen. I don't care how good of a developer you are and it's so like that. And so the thing that really really set my feet into so you know what? I have to do this is that I had zero clue how to fix my own app. So did the, did the excitement wear off when you get this? Because I, I see this a lot, especially when like
1: starting side projects or any project, right? You're yeah, I'm gonna build this app, you start building it, you build all the fun stuff first, and then all the not fun stuff pops out. I just did a video recently about the, the first 90% of an app and the second 90% of the app, uh, how like the first 90% of the app is just like the general functionality, getting the basics to work, and that's fun. Uh, then the second 90% is all the error handling, bug fixing, analytics, like, you know, all the, you know, make sure UI works on all screens, all the not fun stuff. So when you encountered all this not fun stuff, like your app is broken, you can't fix it, did you, did that, was that discouraging?
0: Yeah. I mean, you're not, watch this, even the second half of the 90 rule is like the not fun stuff is like all the analytics and, yeah, exactly. you know, like the app store stuff. I mean, that, I don't like that stuff either. You know, then you gotta, you gotta look into like the, the legal stuff, like all this stuff, like, oh my God, like, somebody take me out. Like, it was just <laughs> a lot. And then you're trying to say, oh, I'm going to learn code on top of that. okay. You know, it was a lot.
1: So you okay? So after this, this app is launched and, and done. Um, I'm assuming. Do you feel like you're a full time developer now, or was just kind of like a side hobby? Um, how do you make the transition from Hey, I'm going to build this sneaker app, and it's kind of a fun project. To I'm a full time developer. This is my profession.
0: So after what? So this is weird. After the app was launched, it was. It was a. Momentarily gratifying feeling.
1: Momentarily, which, how long? How long did it last?
0: <laughs> like a couple of days. Right. So the reason being because the app and stuff was is great and it, you know it was great to launch and get out there just like kind of get this thing out there. Um, but for me, I just wanted more, and what I mean by more sneakers in this particular segment of how I was building the app wasn't changing anybody's life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And so from there I was like, you know what I want to dig in more. I want to figure out more. Uh, and so that's when I really got it. That's when I really got, uh, well, okay, actually one more thing happened. I went to go work for Uber. Um, I went to go work for uh, Uber corporate in Atlanta. And um while I was there, there was a particular feature inside the Uber app it was bothered me. It was. It was. It was. It was an Uber Pool feature. Um, it was bothered me. And so. And, and
1: real quick, what what did you get hired to do at Uber in this position?
0: So it was on uh, the product team and also the uh, the driver support team. Okay. Um, but
1: were you an engineer there, or what? What was the the position? Oh God,
0: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I knew
1: the answer to that. I just wanted to set no. the context for the audience. Yeah.
0: Oh no, God, no, 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 no. no, no. Hey, what's funny? I used to, I used to be able to see some code. Uh when I was at Uber, uh, man, I got humbled so quickly. Anyway. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh so basically I I, I re recreated this particular feature um inside um um inside the Uber app. And so I submitted it, you know, to the the company and like four months later they was like, Hey, we like it, actually we love it. We're gonna use it globally within an app. Um which was Dope for me because that kind of got me out of that feeling I had back in 2012 that I don't have time to learn this, meaning this is not going to be my last idea. Right. So, my next idea, I wanted to either maybe to build myself or at least to, at the least start it myself. Um, and so from there, I just like, okay, and yeah, I've had enough. Let's let's really dive into it. So, I went to go find a, um, I got into a boot camp and this is just it's everything is is everything is haywire from here. I got into <laughs> boot—I got into a boot camp. Um and at the boot camp my uh, they they, they focus language was Ruby. Mm-hmm. Um and so I was convinced that Ruby was pretty much the language to know for the industry. Like there is no better language than Ruby. I was convinced of that. You don't know what you don't know.
1: Well, it was also, if we're talking, I'm just guessing here, the 2013, 2014 timeframe, um, it was a pretty hot language at the time. I remember that's kind of when I started looking at code and everybody was talking about Ruby.
0: Okay, so let me, let me back up then. From starting the app to getting the app out took about four and a half, five years.
1: Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> My timeline was messed up.
0: Yeah, um, because it was literally throwing paint against the wall. Like you just, I did, just didn't know what I didn't know, and so yeah. I was trying to figure everything in out. And so it took about four and a half, five years, which was beautiful for me because that was my college diploma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I learned so much in that time. Like I got like Google Vibe meets out their headquarters, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Like I, I got, I learned so much and met so many people and stuff from that. Um, so it was just really dope for me. And so I think this was 2000. Let's see what year are we in. We're 2019. So this was 2000. Sixteen, seventeen. Right. Um, I went to the boot camp. Um, so I went to the boot camp, and yeah, was learning. They, they convinced me, like, "Hey, Ruby, this is this is the language of stuff to know." And so, um, so went into it, went through the boot camp, um, graduated, uh, came out with Ruby developer. And so I'm like, ah, all right, I'm ready. Who's ready for Ruby developer? People was like, ah, no, eh, no we're but. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like ah. Uh, yeah we're good from here and so during that time too i uh i there's a there's a comedian on instagram uh by the name of haha davis um mm-hmm. and so pretty funny guy he has like uh, i don't know like four million three three million followers right. and, and it's like that and so um you know i he had like he has like these sayings um and everything he has these sayings and so i was like man me and my friends are always saying his things like in text messages, like he should have an iOS stickers app. And so um, I reached out to him and his team and it was like, uh, I said, Hey, you guys should do an iOS stickers app. And I wrote the email as if giving them an idea to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I deleted the email and I rewrote it. And it's like, Hey, you should let me do it.
1: Yeah. Um, And I'm I'm assuming that worked out a lot better.
0: (laughs) Right. Because at the time I still didn't know what to do. I just, I, I, but now this is weird now my confidence starting to grow because I knew I could figure it out, and so I said, "Hey, you guys should let me do it and everything." And so they was like, "Okay, cool," and everything. So we started it, but then you know the IR stickers app. There's literally like little to no coding on there. It's just right, more, right. you know, imagery and all this stuff like that. And so, but but
1: the, the funny thing is, is like normal people don't know that. <laughs> right. Now, I'm, no. I'm not saying you're trying to like trick them, but like you know, hey, I got a sticker app. They don't know that it was you know minimal right, code.
0: Right. Right. So anyway, I, I created like all the imagery and all this stuff there because I started to get pretty good at imagery, you know, hence the graduation from Microsoft Word to Photoshop. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I um, created this. And all that. So, anyway, we launched it and it was number one in the App Store for like three weeks straight. Nice. And I said, OK, I've had enough. Like, I'm going to sit down, do what I need to do and really dive into this. Um, and so. uh got graduated from the boot camp i feel like i didn't know enough um obviously because the industry told me so um and i i said, you know i want to get more of a cs understanding and stuff like that and so i started to take harvard cs50 um mm-hmm. and that was a struggle uh still is uh, <laughs> as a struggle um that's a great and, well, real
1: quick just for people that may not know harvard that's their intro to cs basically that all their like new incoming cs degrees take but it's free online on i think the itunes right so if you want to take a harvard introduction to computer science course you can completely for free so it's an awesome
0: resource they need to take out the word intro (laughs) well yeah well. It's just like I, admit, I just I
1: didn't actually take the course, I just watched the videos. But even just watching the videos took my knowledge from zero to four. But you know right. <laughs> it still is better than nothing. Uh but yeah, it's it's yeah. A good stuff though. Yeah,
0: it's it's wow. Um yeah, you know, I was starting to do that and so I feel like I was still I feel like I was moving forward, but I feel like there was a different level. Like there was a new level and stuff like that to mm-hmm. go to. And so I was like, you know what? Let's figure out what that level is. You know, some circumstances happen. I'll say, you know what? I minimized my bills to like the minimal level that it mm-hmm. possibly could go. Uh, moved to a different state. I went back to Florida. Uh, I moved in one of my best friends. And from, I moved there January 1. And from... Of what year? 2018, yeah, 2018. All right, January all right. 1, um, I focused on, I did coding, for six to eight hours a day from about late february to about mid-december
1: and th- this is what is this is this just you
0: learning or is it contracts or a mixture of both so the first probably the first six months was me well probably four yeah per, yeah first six months was probably me learning mm-hmm. but four to, uh, four to six months was me learning um and so then i started like you know document my journey and stuff like on instagram um which from there, that's when people started to take notice. So I started to pick people like, "Hey, can you build this for me? Hey, can you build that for me?" And so, kind of contracting just started to come, just kind of out of nowhere. Right. Uh, which, which is really interesting because the only reason this is funny, the only reason contracting started to become real, is I had a I had my mentor tell me, "I think you're starting to become a professional student."
1: Mm, a lot of people fall into that.
0: You got to start building. And I said, and what's funny, I, I kind of knew that, but I was like, ah, I don't really want to like break anything, mess anything up, you know, just this is kind of comfortable here. But right, yeah, right. you got to leave
1: that comfort zone though, you know?
0: <laughs> right. And so he was like, Yeah, you're starting to become a professional student. So I said, Okay. And like, literally, the minute I transitioned, I had like three or four or five people knocking at the door.
1: Nice. Did you? You said they they were kind of took notice by what well, you were putting out on Instagram, documenting your journey. Um, was that how most of them like came knocking on the door, or did you like proactively put anything out there? Do you just did you go say, "Hey, I'm looking for work. You got
0: anything for me?" I did that one time, and then it paid off like four times. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, I, like my friend, he has a he has a barbershop, and I, I said, "Hey, let me build, let me build your barbershop website. You know, for your site." He's like, "Okay, cool." I did that one time, and then from there, everything just started to come, you know, come falling in.
1: And just to set the stage, like for the audience, you're dabbling in in multiple multiple languages. You know, you you did iOS, did iOS, you did Ruby. Now, like you say, you just built a web page. Um, so you're not really, you're just being a general software engineer. You're not really, you know, focusing on one language, right? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. We're just kind of setting the the stage. Well,
0: so I um so when I started the you know coding and stuff, the top of the you know top of the year, I I committed to the hundred days of code challenge. You know, yep. so when you you know code every single day and document what you're doing um the first 30 days was swift okay um and is this is this is this the time period you you found my stuff no i found your stuff the year before oh okay um yeah i found your stuff like the year before i think right actually right before i went to the boot camp that's when i found your Got, stuff gotcha, gotcha um i at the first 30 days was swift and i said okay you know i want to do i want to i want to do a little bit more outside of apps um Everything like i want to be able to do apps or anything but i want to do a little bit more outside of that and so i and this is this is really interesting during this time period too i started to learn who to take advice from
1: i seriously yeah that, that's a big deal <laughs> so to because, expand on that a bit though
0: right because when you're starting out as a developer every developer is going to have their perspective and mm-hmm. it's all fair. Like, you know, not not saying anybody is wrong, you know, and like anything like that. But once I was starting to ask, you know, people who I, what's the language I focus on? Oh, you should do Python. Oh, you should do JavaScript. Oh, you should do this. Like, and everything. So it was just so many different languages to the point it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. The one key thing that the person at the time my mentor, he asked me, what do you want to do? Right. Like, what do you want to do? Like, what's your end goal? And so. And so, you know, I want to be able to, you know, uh, build software, build websites and all this stuff like that, you know, but I also want to dabble in stuff in the apps as well. He's like, okay, cool, JavaScript. And so, I was like, I was like, cool. And so, it was really, and that's interesting because now when people ask me, like, hey, what language should I focus on? I ask the same question, what do you want to do? <laughs> You're like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, you I get that question all the
1: time in like my live streams and I don't say what do you want to do, but I say like, what, what do you enjoy? Like, do you enjoy building websites? Do you enjoy building apps? You know, do you know, do you like Android or, or iPhone? You know? So right. like, like you said, I, I think the whole point of it is don't just tell them what you like, right? Like right. If, if somebody were to ask me like, and I say, Hey, yeah, Swift all the time, you know, find out what they like, find out what they want to do and then, you know, adjust your answer to them. So I think that's kind of what you were getting at with, you know, be careful who you take advice from.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure
1: uh okay so where were you at in the journey here you're you're doing the 100 days of code your your first 30 days were swift uh and then what were the other languages you did during the 100 days of code
0: just javascript
1: just so swift and then the last 70 were javascript yeah and um, then um so so this 100 days of code actually is pretty popular if, if you haven't heard of it you just do the hashtag 100 days of code it's a pretty popular the thing uh you ended up creating your podcast around the idea tell us a little bit about that
0: yeah i it, it was funny because Around day ninety, I started to get like a lot of DMs. like, "Hey, you're almost done. You know, keep going." I'm like, "Duh." But anyway, I'm like, uh, you know, people started to ask me like, "What's next? What are you gonna do after mm-hmm. the hundred days of Code? Uh, and you I'm were like, like,
1: "Shit, I gotta, fi- I gotta figure something out, <laughs> right?" <laughs> like, I have, I have no clue,
0: and I like, I didn't know, and so I think it was like around day ninety six, ninety seven, I thought about a podcast, you know, so. You know, I was listening to other podcasts and stuff. Like, I learn. I listen to, you know, uh, I think it was JavaScript on the air. They don't do it anymore, um, but I'm I still go listen to some of theirs. Um, you know, syntax. You know, I said, and so I was like, you know what? I don't want to have a, you know, a podcast talking about syntax. And we need those, you know. Um, but I want to I think the one thing I struggle with is the mental hurdles of, you know becoming a software developer and so i want to have a podcast talking about that and so initially the podcast was called 100 days of code you can obviously guess why um <laughs> and so i literally thought of the idea on a friday and started it on sunday
1: i love that so many people like have ideas and never execute on them or never try them uh so i love the fact that you had the idea and like two days later you're like let's do it let's go
0: that's how i work if i have an idea and this is this is i'm not saying this is the right way this is just marlon's way if i have an idea i literally start and then plan yeah if i don't figure, if I, figure it out on the way <laughs> yeah if i don't start it's just never gonna happen I, I can plan all day it's just never gonna happen you can forget about it right i'm similar i
1: don't i don't start then plan however i i get a little inkling of a plan and then i go and then i like uh, adopt that plan along the way um so but i'm like you like i'll think about something. And then just, yeah, a couple days later, launch it, you know? Like, I'm designing clothes now. Like, I would have never thought, like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I would have never thought <laughs> I'm doing that, designing <laughs> logos and clothing and, you know, launching the new clothing thing on Tuesday coming up here. And it's like, what am I doing? But I just – I was like, <laughs> this, this seems fun. Let me try this, you know? And I just do it. And if it fails right. and people laugh at me, like, oh, well, I'll just move on to the next thing.
0: Right. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we, we launched the uh, – well, I say we, but I launched a podcast um, – and the first episode was um literally talking about you know my hunters and cold journey um and just kind of like some of the things i struggle with uh the fatigue is real um mm-hmm. you know and I, I was even able to i was even able to pinpoint the fatigue like in what certain amount of days you know so yeah. uh, i remember I remember the, the fatigue really came in around day 30 to 40, and it really started to hit into around, uh, around the 70s.
1: Is there a um, limit or is there a, a recommended like amount of time? Is it like code for an hour, code for three hours, or is it whatever you want to do? I don't know if there's like any structure around this 100 days of code. I've never yeah, done it, obviously.
0: Yeah, so the guy that – it's funny because the guy that created it follows me on Instagram. But so the guy, um, he, he, he set it up. He said basically it's our day. Okay. Um so it's a it's a minimum of an hour a day. Um and then you just gotta document, you know, and and, at the time, I think actually don't quote me on this, but I think when he created it, you know, Instagram wasn't even kinda where they are now. So it was all on Twitter. Um and you're just using hashtag and hundred days of code.
1: So you finish Hundred Days of Code and uh start the podcast, you're starting to kind of build build a little bit of a following Um, would you say, and I'm kind of jumping the gun here to your current position here. Um, would you say due to your content creation is how you, is a big reason to where you are now? Is that true or
0: false? The only reason. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. I I didn't know. I
1: don't, I mean, I know how you kind of got there, but I didn't know the exact story. So I didn't know if, you know, other stuff was involved, but, um, so you'd say the, the stuff you were putting on Instagram, the podcast is the reason.
0: The only reason. What? no, well, like content, it was, so the, my, the company found me on Instagram, period. Right. And um, the company
1: being Treehouse we're talking about.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Treehouse on your own Instagram. Um, and you know, say I was just like in a room and I, and I, it's funny cause I tell, you know, newcomers and stuff like that, like you have to get on some type of platform. Like I, I don't care what it is, but show that you're working. And so like there's one developer I've been starting to notice, um, this developer is taking s- and I'm not saying they got this from me but they've been taking like what I was like my format It doesn't like you got it from me but they did I'm not saying they did <laughs> that's, that's exactly what you just said <laughs> I'm not trying to say they took it from me but no, they no, no. took it from me so they they're taking the format of documenting like on social media like they're you know they're um 100 days whatever this individual is putting it on LinkedIn Mhm um and I was like okay that's pretty dope because that's what the companies are like you know yeah, yeah and that was another thing why i started the podcast because i'm just not the biggest fan of linkedin um and it's funny I'm what well, the time i was i'm sort of transitioning now so i wanted to create a back door so i was like you know what i can interview the people that's on linkedin <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. you know and like we can start our relationship and they start there from there
1: it's, and, uh, it's it's the ultimate hack i i uh i say this um i, I wanted to go this direction for a reason because uh i am working on a talk so I'm, I'm giving a talk in london i'm not sure if, if you knew um my very first talk ever in london in march uh about ios stuff so i submitted two talks uh, the one I submitted that got accepted that they're having me talk about is you know, like 30x code tips in 45 minutes. You know that'll be cool. The other talk I submitted, which I was secretly hoping they would select, was uh, how iOS content or five ways iOS content creation will change your life. And it's just because kind of what you just you know alluded to is I've gotten so many opportunities because I've started putting myself out there, putting my knowledge out there, and uh, it's just insane. So just to echo what you said is is get on a platform, start whatever your strengths are, right? If you're a writer, start writing medium posts. If you're like talking, podcasts, videos, Mm -hmm. YouTube, you know what I mean? Just find whatever you're good at and you like to do and start putting out content because, you know, back to, we've mentioned Gary Vee, he always says like one piece of content can change your life, you know? Ten years ago, Justin Bieber was strumming a guitar on a YouTube video. The right person saw it, and his life completely changed. Not sure if that's the best example, because you know, I don't know <laughs> if I can say that. I don't know if his life has changed for the better. You know, he's gone through some some shit, but <laughs> you know, uh, the the point is, if the right person sees what you're putting out, uh, crazy things can happen. And like Marlon just said, uh, he got this job at Treehouse. You know, I'm assuming he enjoys it uh, strictly because of you know him putting out content, and putting yourself out there.
0: So I think a, I think a great element too, even the Justin Bieber thing you just said is um, it's not going to happen overnight. No, no. Yeah. So I did make I did make it sound like it's a hey, put one video out, get discovered and you're good. I did make it
1: sound like that. And that is right. absolutely not the case.
0: And throughout my, throughout my hundred days of code and a lot of stuff you can go see um, it's still on my Instagram. Um, I think around day I think around day 40, day 50, I started to get pretty consistent. Uh, where i was posting three times a day on instagram um and i was creating you know content from documents basically recording what i was doing and stuff for that day and so okay wait here we go i forgot about this this is absolutely nuts i had a schedule um and so i would wake up at four um, I kind of like have my uh, personal time for like an hour. Um, and then. By, by,
1: by the way, I'm going to interrupt you real quick, Marlon. Marlon would let you know he woke up at 4 because he was posting an Instagram story every damn day saying, hey, <laughs> it's it's 425. <laughs> I'm up here working. What are you doing? I would see it at like 7 a.m. and just be like, damn it.
0: <laughs> so he let you know he was up at 4. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I would post at 4. I mean, I would not post at 4. I would uh, wake up at 4. Uh, and then my, like my personal time and stuff for an hour, and then I will start working. And so, my first I will I will and the reason I could code from six eight hours a day because I will break it up in segments of uh, of uh, three segments. Mm-hmm. And so my first hour, well my first two hours would be the Harvest cs fifty. Um, my second um, my second hour would be. Um, uh, what's my second hour or my second hour would be javascript and then my third i will be building something or working on something working working on something you know so building something and so um i will be doing that for six to eight hours a day it's funny because like even at CS 50 CS 50 teaches you your first language you're learning is c which is weird yeah. because the more i under the better I understood c the better i understood javascript like I know, like C is like the like one of the grandfather languages and stuff like that. I know, you know, a, a lot of these languages take their take their principles in from you know like languages like C. But the more mm-hmm. I understood the C, the better I understood JavaScript, and um, and that that really did uh wonders for me.
1: Nice. So let's kind of bring it back to Talent Path and Treehouse, and so how can you tell the story of like how you actually got the job, or like or how you got introduced to this whole concept of talent path at Treehouse?
0: Yeah, so you know, uh, Ryan Carson, the CEO of Treehouse, um, you know, he's a person, he's, he's, he's pretty consistent on social media and stuff too. Um, you know, he posts and stuff a lot, talks about his day, what he's working on, you know, what Treehouse is doing, and all this stuff. And so um, it came about, I don't even remember what month it was, but it was pretty early in the year, but it came about, I was, at the time I had All my notifications on. So I would see every like, comment. You're a a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any sort of following, like Marlon's got, you know, almost
1: 5,000, you know, on Instagram now. So wow. That's a
0: lot. (laughs) So at at this time, it was was probably like only like two or three. Okay. And so, uh, so one day I'm like working and everything, and and I see uh, Ron Carson like. Ryan on Carson. an Instagram
1: on an Instagram post.
0: Yeah, Ryan Carson like okay. liked this post. Like you did like three times and then Ryan Carson comment. I'm like okay, who is this kid? Like I wh- oh, said so you did
1: didn't even know who it was at the time, right? You're like What's funny? <laughs>
0: what, what's funny? I knew the name. I just could it didn't match in my head. I said, you know, what, I'll look at it later. And so gotcha Then, said, gotcha. then another one came up Ryan Carson like okay. I'm like oh, okay. Who who is this? So I went to go look. and I was like, oh, okay, see your trio. And so you know, uh as was as time when we start to like you know engage and stuff and have conversations and stuff they led it into like phone calls and stuff like that and you know and so we literally really started to build a relationship you know to the point we was probably talking like once a month and, and I mean, so- just to,
1: just to, uh because I, I really like this story and i want to give because i always believe in like networking and i think social media is amazing of course it has its downfalls but uh opportunities like this are why i love social media so just to set the, the stage for the audience how long did this, you know, from the time, you know, you liked it and started engaging till the time you're doing phone calls? I mean, because I want to let the audience know that you don't just build these relationships in a day, right? So how long were you building this relationship?
0: Like, so you mean like our first engagement to our first phone call?
1: Yeah, yeah, roughly. I mean,
0: yeah. Um, probably about, about four or five months.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it takes time. That's really the what I wanted to get to is, uh, yeah, 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 it takes a lot of time to build this up.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it, it was funny because it, and then four or five months seemed so small because I wasn't looking for anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we just You have no like,
1: expectations. You're just being cool with each other.
0: Right. I wasn't trying my focus wasn't trying to work for Trios. It there was nowhere close to that, <laughs> you know? Right, and right. So, yeah, yeah. Um and so yeah, we just kinda started having conversations and stuff and so we just started to um talk about like we have similar beliefs and you know, uh, things about uh just like the market and how it can make change and how we can just like, you know, do a lot of work and so what's really interesting is that um we had a conversation um, about at the time I was still in Florida, and uh, we had a conversation, uh, and it was a, it was a it was an individual who was trying to learn how to code, but he was kind of struggling with struggling with, with things like the imposter syndrome, and so uh, Ryan was like, "Hey, do you think you can reach out to this person? You know, I think you know your story would be able to really resonate with them." And so I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely," and so you know, from there we kind of started like another conversation, another conversation, and so. Ryan just came out of nowhere. Was like, "Dude, what's your why? Like, why? What, what, what do you want? What do you want to do? Like, yeah, you know, what do you want to do?" And so, oh, okay. Uh, so I told him, and he's like, oh, he said me. Mine's is similar to that too." And so,
1: what was your why? Are you gonna just leave us hanging like that? What <laughs> was the why?
0: <laughs> so, you know, if you don't know, I'm an African American male, um, and so for me, it was I. I know the concept of like kind of getting uh, down on yourself and into this downward spinal. So, it's sim- Like so for example, at one point I was facing 10 years in prison. And so I know what they can do, especially when you're around your environment, which also is why I said there was absolutely nobody around me that would do anything similar to like coding stuff in my environment. Because in my environment, we might have been something doing doing something else probably been highly illegal like right <laughs> right yeah
1: <laughs> and so quite. right um
0: and so i say you know what i want to be able to train people that look like me how to become software engineers so they can get a better um uh, better environment around them uh better situation for the family and better situation you know for themselves and so okay i wouldn't do that because i want i want you know start to teach them and stuff how to code I literally started writing out the plan and the curriculum and sort of, and how I was going to do that and I told myself it's going to take at least 5 years to get this going.
1: Yeah, you set the right expectations like it it takes time.
0: Right. Um which is hence me working on the app for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I said uh I said okay cool. Like I'm okay with this let's let's roll. Um that I set that as my why and I set that down what I want to do the rest of my life. Um, probably about January March, April, probably around April, May. Um, Ryan reached out to me. We had a couple conversations, probably around September, and said, "Hey, hey, bro, we have we just opened up this job that does exactly that. like What you're saying, right? With Talent Path, and so he like, hey, you know, do you be will you be interested? Um, and I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> and, I was like, I. D-
1: did this require a, a, a move um, to, to the treehouse? Uh, I, I guess what I'm saying, like, why, why were you hesitant? Like, was it a big, big change for you? Or why would you, because I, I, I feel like based on this story, you would have jumped all over it. But I'm curious why you were hesitant. The reason I was hesitant,
0: because I didn't know them as a company.
1: Oh, okay. Like, like to, you hadn't heard of them or you just didn't know their value, their cultures, all that stuff?
0: No, no I want to know them. What's your, what's, if, if you're saying this is a, a lane that you're focusing in, you know, because you know, but people that's working on it, a majority of them are not, you know, people of color. And you're saying sure. you want to help, you know, a more diverse community. Why? Why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, yeah. Which I, I, I got. Got. You know, and so, yeah, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, right. And so I wanted to know more. And so initially they was like, you know, hey, we got the position and everything. You had to move to Portland. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> move, 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 to Portland was out of the question. Hey man, and so, the West
1: Coast is where it's at, man. You gotta gotta get out of here. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, anyway, anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so you know, move to Portland. And it was like, yeah, no, I'm good. And so, um, but you know, we had a couple more conversations that was even, you know, not even pertains to that. So I, I. I kind of got to uh, meet some people, um, you know, learn their why, um, have some personal experience, you know, and then that's what really sold me. And so it was funny because it sold me, but for then they had already went with somebody else that was in Portland. Mm, So I wasn't no longer looking for the position, you know? And so they approached me again. They said, Hey, you know, we want to, we want to offer you this, you know, offer the position again. But you'll be remote this time. What do you think? I'm like, duh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Now, now you're talking. All right. Um, and so, yeah, and that's how, uh, that's how I start working with uh, with Treehouse. God, that was long, nice. is that long? Anyway. <laughs> no, 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 I, I think it's a good story, I, I
1: like it. I mean, it started off with, like I said, you just putting out content, sharing your journey and you know, the right people notice you, you start building that relationship over time and then here you are, like I, I love stories like that. Um, so I know we, can you sum up real quick, um, again, we talked about it at the very, very beginning, but now that we're kind of in the context of it, like what the talent path is and then how anybody that's listening, you know, that kind of fits the description, uh, you know, can apply or how they can get Involved.
0: Sure. Um, so, you know, Talent Path is a pipeline um, that focuses on uh, mostly women and people of color, um, and we train them how to be uh, software en- um, engineers. And so, it's not just only women people of color, but it's anywhere from a diverse uh, background. Now, that diverse background could be uh, somebody that comes from a low economic situation, you know, and mm-hmm. then you definitely will fit that as well. And so, we focus on it, and so we focus right now um, on cities like um, um, Portland, San Francisco, uh, Boston, um, Atlanta. Uh, I always forget one. I cannot think of it. Uh, but anyway, so right now we're in recruiting for Boston and Atlanta. Um, well, if, Boston- if you
1: live in that city, Marlon, forgot you're just screwed. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> You could have had a chance to change your life. Marlon couldn't remember the city. You're done.
0: (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so right now we're in live recruiting for Boston um, in Atlanta. Boston is a women-only cohort um mm-hmm. and so actually Sean, i'll send you the link you can uh you can put it yeah, in the show notes in, i'll put it in the show notes with all the information um, yeah it's, it's a lot to like say verbally um but no, of course yeah, the, yeah. The, the I, I was just, i'm
1: just messing with marlon but right. like i said this is why i was this is why i was excited for this podcast because you know when, when you're talking to somebody for the first time you don't know what kind of jokes you can make or how you can right. joke around with them but like marlon and i've been talking for a while now so like i know what i can get away with i guess if you put it that way and i know he knows that i'm you know not being a dick
0: right'd be all <laughs> stiff on the podcast and Stuff. yeah <laughs> um but yeah so we, we it's a uh it's a six to eight months uh training where you're learning online as you're you're pretty much a full-time student doing through, throughout this process and so uh once you once you graduate you uh we will place you um you have to graduate but once you graduate we will place you into apprenticeship with a tech company you know and so some of the tech companies that we work with now is like mailchimp um um, nike uh envision um so these is like some of the tech companies they work with work right now and so uh once you graduate we'll place you into the apprenticeship the apprenticeship would last three to six months uh three to six months um based on the company um the pay would vary to as well um but it will be it won't be a necessarily an intro level on developer for the apprenticeship program but once you graduate from the apprenticeship as long as you're like you know come Doing your work, showing up on time, and right? Then right. you would tra- then you would transition into an like a entry level salary, uh, entry level developer salary.
1: Nice. So there's different stages, and, and just for my clarification and the audience clarification, if you get accepted into the program and you perform, you graduate. Is placement guaranteed? If you again, if you perform and graduate, is placement into that per- uh, apprenticeship program guaranteed?
0: It's not guaranteed, but your chances of being placed is a is is high. Very, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I just
1: wanted to, you know, not give people the wrong impression um, that it was like a sure thing if you got in.
0: Right. Um, you got to, I mean, you got to show up. You got to show up and, you know, do the work and stuff like that. And these, I'll tell you this, these companies are excited, excited, excited to have you. Um, we just did a uh, a session at MailChimp and MailChimp is just an awesome company. Um, I mean, they have a lot of great stuff going on over there and they're really, really excited for our next cohort to come through.
1: Nice. Well, Marlon, I, I love your story. That's why I wanted to have you on. I, I love what you're doing at uh, Treehouse and the Talent Path. I think that's great. Wanted to share that. Before we wrap up, uh, just do you have any advice for developers that are, you know, just starting their, you know, origin story, if you will? Maybe they're in that position you were a few years ago when you were just looking online, had a code, and you were kind of, you know, discouraged. You had that imposter syndrome. What advice would you have for them?
0: There's a podcast out there called Coding Life. Um, And and in particular, there's this one episode
1: that is amazing. I I can't remember what number it was, but it has this iOS developer on it. It's probably the best episode ever. If you're going to listen to his podcast, start with that one, I I would say. Yeah, work your your way back then forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But no, seriously, so the the podcast, my my podcast is is called Coding Life Audio Experience, and you can find that on pretty much any podcast uh, aspect. I think that right there will really help you with the mental aspect of your journey. So things like imposter syndrome, you know, things like burning out, things like, you know, how do I stay focused? uh i had somebody come on to my how to stay focused when i have a full-time job you know some people came on so how do you stay focused when you have kids um yeah and so there's just all the mental aspect on there but i think this is the biggest thing is and this takes time learning how to be persistent but patient i think my uncle probably gave me the greatest analogy if you watch football when a running back gets the ball He's always moving forward, but as sometimes he's patient waiting to for a particular tackle to move or a particular gap to open up but you always got to consistently move forward once you really learn that element of being persistent but patient, I think your journey becomes a little bit easier
1: yeah I, I love that patience is one of the things I always uh preach because I and you know the people that reach out to me you know a lot of questions I get is How can i become an ios developer as fast as possible and like i immediately just say i was like you're in the wrong mindset like this is a long journey you have to be patient if you're going to be worried about how fast you can do it it's probably not gonna be a good journey for you to be honest with you
0: yeah i agree if you're trying to speed through here okay here we go if you're coming to a coding expecting that this is uh, a hundred year dash no 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 this this is a 5k
1: not even more than that. <laughs> I think it's a
0: marathon because <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. even once, even once you become professional, like you're still learning. Like technology is always changing. That's what I love about the profession, right? Technology is always changing. It's impossible to know everything about you know, Facts. not only just, not even just within the Swift realm. Like, what if you venture out into JavaScript and you want to, you want to build more languages? Oh on my that? goodness! It's it's impossible to know everything about every single language. Frameworks. So that's why it's a marathon. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> So that's why it is a, it's a lifelong marathon. Like you're, you're never done. That's what I love about it, to be honest with you. Like, sure. You can be getting paid to do it in a professional, but, and you're always growing and learning in my opinion. Facts. So, uh, thank you for coming Marlon. We got to do the typical podcast wrap up stuff. I know you're big on Instagram. Where can everybody follow you and find you? Uh, should they want to do that?
0: Yeah. So mostly, uh, if you wanted to contact me, DM me, the best place to do that is on Instagram. Um, that's Marlon dot Avery. Um, so you can check out that coding life uh, podcast. If you want to have more questions for me at Treehouse, my e- email, you can shoot me an email. It's Marlon at teamtreehouse.com. Uh, Definitely go check out, you know, and learn uh, some of your coding stuff too at teamtreehouse.com as well. And so and then on Twitter, uh, Marlon underscore Twitter. Uh, marlon i'm sorry marlon underscore avery <laughs> <laughs> <Marla>. <laughs> hey, it's been, hey, hey look it's yeah. been a it's been a long week and i'm hungry anyway yeah. uh- we've also
1: we've also been talking for like two and a half hours now too with our, our first call and now into this podcast so we're probably sick of hearing each other's voices but um i will put all those links uh in the show notes so you know if marlon messes up his own last name (laughs) just click the link (laughs) in the the show notes i'm gonna start calling him marlon twitter from now on (laughs) copyright infringement (laughs) right uh all right marlon let's end on that note thank you so much for coming and uh we'll see everybody in the next episode
0: all right